On this episode of Own Your Business, I'm going to share how you can let your website sell for you. We'll talk about how much sales work is done before couples actually inquire, why you have to sell couples on more than just yourself, the two stages in the decision-making process your website works hardest for you, ways to open the door to more inquiries, and tips to close the deal with multiple decision-makers. Own Your Business is a podcast for event professionals who want to grow with proven approaches. I'm Sam Jacobson, a sales, pricing, and copywriting expert in the wedding industry. Throughout my career, I've booked hundreds of events for millions in revenue. I've also led teams in premium and luxury markets. Now I coach people like you with my company, ID Action Consulting. It's not easy to run a business, especially if it's a business of one, because we aren't born knowing everything. Like you, I had experts who showed me the way when I was starting out and when I was ready to level up. I hope this podcast gives you the confidence to own your business. When I first started doing coaching and consulting work in December of 2016, I realized right away that one of the biggest areas that I could contribute to in the industry was pricing. Now, I had done quite a bit of work with pricing in my days as a restaurant manager in, in running the beverage program for the time that I did and, and menu engineering. I had done quite a bit of work with our food and beverage director on setting the pricing strategy and structure for our event department. And then in my role over nearly a decade as lodging director, I was ultimately responsible for the active yield management of the hotel rooms and managed property that I was responsible for. And it involved a lot of pretty sophisticated approaches to understanding pricing and how to make the most out of a fixed set of availability. And that translated very well to a strong foundation uh, that I could build on. I had dabbled you know, quite a bit over the previous decade in understanding buyer psychology and decision-making, and I applied those foundational principles to uh, pricing by digging in even further. So when I recognized that this was something that I wanted to share more in the industry, I realized that I needed to have a platform to be able to do that. So I reached out to my network. And I ended up connecting with Anya Winnicka, who at the time was the director of education for The Knot. And she was putting together the first year of the Knot Pro workshop series. And so we decided that I would come in and speak to the audiences about pricing. I did that four times that first year, and I did it again in 2018 and after the merger of The Knot and Wedding Wire in 2019. In 2018, I was at one point outside of the Four Seasons venue in Dallas, Texas. Katie, my wife and business partner, and I had just moved back from Dallas to the San Juan Islands, and I had flown back and was at her old stomping grounds where she used to be the director of catering. And Anya and I were outside trying to do an interview about what it was like to have the buyers go through their journey and how that's changed over the years. And specifically, we wanted to talk about the importance of the website in the sales process. And so we were chatting about how when we first got started way, way at the time, way back when it, you know, 2006, 2007, that the 
the couple would oftentimes reach out to the wedding vendor very, very early in the sales process. And so the website was more of a, a directory, a listing where they could get information about basics and then inquire and go through an actual sales process. But over the decade plus since then, the process has gotten much further along so that the buyer ultimately is inquiring much further into the decision-making process. And they're spending a lot more time online, specifically with the website, to get information. Fast forward to today, where post-pandemic, couples are even further along in the decision-making process than they were even just a few years ago. And the reason, in part, is because over the last you know, year and a half or so, consumers have gotten very comfortable with online shopping. And when you compound that with how comfortable couples have become with looking for their potential partners online through online profiles, it's become very easy and very natural for couples who are interested in buying your wedding services to want to do a lot of the work before they reach out. And so your site has to be a part of that sales process, and it's a fairly integral part of it. Now, your site is not just an online profile. It's not just you selling yourself. It's not just a, you know, a, a match.com page where you're, you're promoting and, and pushing yourself. What you're doing is you're actually offering solutions to the problems that the clients who work with you have. Yes, you are in, in some way putting yourself out there for them to ultimately choose you. It's really the services that you and your brand offer that are, are most important. If you want people to inquire, you have to do more than just paint yourself in a really good light. You have to paint a clear picture to connect the dots between what it is that your clients want and what it is that you do to help get them what they need. If we take a step back and we look at this overall big picture of what the buyer's journey is, the buyer's journey is broken up into three distinct stages. And this is done through the research of Neil Rackham and many other sales experts who have done a lot of research on the complex sales process. And what they'll tell you is that, generally speaking, there are three or four uh, different areas that buyers move through on their journey to purchase the services that they are interested in. So I pick the three stages of awareness, consideration, and decision. And in the awareness stage, buyers are just learning about their needs. In the consideration stage, they're learning about the services that you offer to meet their needs. And in the decision-making stage, they are ultimately trying to understand the value and feel the reassurance that you can offer that your service is the best one for them. When we go through and we think about the buyer's journey and where your website comes into practice, yes, it is very importantly part of the initial interest that you will hope to get from potential clients. Like I was talking about with Anya a few years ago on the interview for The Knot. However, it's also interestingly at the end of the decision-making process when they are going through and trying to assess the value that you offer for the price that you're charging and also to see what kind of reassurance they can get and feel that you are ultimately the one that they should choose out of the number of proposals that they have so it's at the beginning of the buyer's journey and also at the end of the buyer's journey it becomes important for you to have a very compelling and convincing website so we have to design our sites to attract inquiries but we also have to write our sites to convert clients who have already expressed interest 
So I want to spend a little bit of time talking about some of the ways in which you have to design the site and create an experience for couples who are at that early part of the decision-making process. They are just getting interested. They're trying to identify what's important to them and maybe learn a little bit about what it is that you do to meet those needs. And ultimately, your website is going to help out your, your inquiry count in a number of different ways. And one of those is you are going to attract them with a look and feel that is comfortable and familiar to them in other purchases that they make, aka your branding. The way that your site lays out the fonts and colors and the feel that it has is within literally microseconds going to either attract or repel them from your storefront. And that's super important. And we want to make sure that what we're doing on our site is bringing in people who are going to feel comfortable in the online shopping space compared to and relative to the other online areas that they spend their time in. Now, it's not just the look and feel of the branding that's important when you're trying to attract more inquiries on the early end of the buyer's journey, but we also needed to inspire them and, and create and, and try to manifest desire for your services with the images that you present. It's super important to show them what could be because remember, they don't know yet what they really want. That's one of the reasons why they are on your site is that they are looking for inspiration and ideas as to what it is that they should be looking for when they buy something like you offer because they don't know it. They may have some idea from uh, social media. They may have some idea from their own personal experiences at weddings, but what they're really doing, just like when they're on social media or when they're at events, is they are out looking for ideas because most people don't know what they want. They know what they don't want and they know what they like that they've seen somewhere else and then they form their opinion about what they do want based on those things. So you've got to put out inspirational images that evoke desire for your services. We also need to make sure that we're putting out some copy for them to consume. It's said that about 80% of the people who are on your site are going to be skimmers and 20% ultimately are going to read. I like to think that the first part of the buyer's journey where you're trying to attract inquiries, those are your skimmers. Okay, Those are 80% of the people who are on your site are just going through and they are looking at the images, they're reading the headlines, they're paying attention to the calls to action, the buttons, and looking for something to click through. What we want to do is we want to make sure that we're writing copy on the site in the headlines and on the buttons that is going to tell a story enough to get them to see you as interesting and as different compared to the other sites that they've been on. So while they may not go through and read all of the body copy that first go through, you need to make sure that you are focused on the headlines and the CTAs. We also want to make sure that they have an opportunity to connect with you personally. When people start to become aware of what it is that they want and they're looking for people who can offer that kind of service to meet those needs, they want to know why you are a good pick. And part of that is going to be the personality that you have and the shared common values that you offer, the beliefs that you bring to the brand. Those are the kinds of things that are important. So we want to make sure that we're really diving into not just the kind of you know, drink that you like, or whether it's pizza or tacos, but also the, the values and beliefs that you have as a company and as a brand and make sure that they can connect with that. 
We also want to let them know what the step-by-step is on the inquiry process. A lot of people are hesitant to make any progress on moving forward if they don't know the way. And so what you've got to do is put a light on the path and show them step-by-step what it looks like to go from where they are to one of your clients. And we want to make sure that we include that on the website. We like on the bottom of the homepage as a good place to put that. Another thing that we want to consider is how important social proof is at all stages of the decision-making process. Now, in the beginning, social proof is super important because of the hurt effect. A lot of people will look around to see what other people are doing, and then they will make a decision to follow what it is that others are doing ahead of them. They look to testimonials and as seen in badges and publications that you've been put in or blogs that you've been posted on, awards that you've won, things like that. They see those and they recognize how you can help other people and have succeeded at doing that. And they too might find that same kind of success. So social proof, very important. Use it more often than you think. And then lastly, when we're trying to open the door to more inquiries, we want to make sure that we let them know that they're safe with the starting at price that we charge for our services. We don't need to get into details. They're not product aware. They don't need to know exactly what it is that they're getting, exactly how much it costs. They don't even need to know the range because we don't want to put a bound on the upper limits yet because we don't know what they want. And we don't want to give them an average because I don't know anybody who wants to be average. And most people think that they're not going to spend as much as the other people who came before them. So this can be a bit of a trap. I recognize that there are lots of different ways to put out the price on the website. My favorite is the starting out price and something that I recommend putting on the bottom of the services page with a little bit of social proof, a testimonial down below. That's a little bit about how we can set our sites up to be successful, to get more inquiries in the early part of the buyer's journey. And this is really what a lot of people focus on when it comes to websites. And for good reason, because as we're trying to get people to inquire, like Anya and I were talking about uh, you know, many years ago, it's really important to make sure that you are getting people to continue through the website into your inbox so you can then start the sales process. But here's the part that a lot of people don't talk about. And that is that your website is actually helping you close the sale at the end of the decision-making process. And this is in part because of the way that we need to reach out directly to that particular person who initially inquired and provide a reference for them and a reminder for them. But importantly, we need to make sure that we're doing the communication to the other people who are involved in making the decision that may not yet have gotten on the phone or the website or been on the email chain, and we now have to sell to them. So your website is not just trying to generate new inquiries, it's trying to close the sale on active inquiries that have already inquired, and that couple need your help to provide the information to get them across the finish line. Here are some things that we really want to focus on when it comes to closing the sale with these multiple decision makers. You need to show what you do and you need to show how it helps your clients. This is something that seems so elementary, but so many wedding professionals forget to do it. And that is to have a great services page that lists out the kinds of things that you do for your clients and what the benefits are of getting those services. Some websites that I see have no services page. 
And I want to be clear, we can call it services, you can call it info, you can call it details, you can call it experience. It's all roughly the same thing, which is it's the what of your site, you know, what you do for your clients, how it helps your clients, how it is to be one of your clients, how you, you benefit by being a client. This is the very important part of your site that connects those dots that I mentioned earlier. And more than that, though, we want to make sure that it's not just what you do and how it helps your clients, but it's also the competitive advantages that you have over other people. What we know about the different stages of the decision-making process is towards the end, we want to know not just what you do and how it helps. We want to know why it's different than the other people who offer what appear to be the exact same kinds of services as you. And so we have to make sure that we're being very clear on what we do differently than comparable vendors who are offering what appear to be the same types of services. So we want to make sure that that's very, very clearly laid out in our website. We also want to continue to provide social proof. This is why you've got to have a ton of proof on every single page. And we want to make sure that we're, we're highlighting that throughout, especially on the services page. Another thing that we want to make sure that we're putting the focus on is a preview of the client journey. What does it look like to work with you? So we showed them on the homepage what it's like to inquire and why they should dig deeper and how that path is now lit up. We also want to make sure that we're providing a preview of what it's like to be a client. What is it like to work with you? Not just get the services that you offer on the big day, but what is it like on every day leading up to it if they do become one of your clients? And then we also want to make sure that we see the galleries, not just as inspirational images, which is what we really wanted them to see when they were at the early part of the decision-making process in the early stages of the buyer's journey. But we also want to make sure that they see the galleries as a kind of social proof, a visual proof that you can create the kind of experience and look and feel and memories that they want to look back on in the future. If you've done that for other clients, then clearly you have the ability to do it for them too. Now, lastly, I want to recommend that you look at using your website as a part of the buyer's journey in the custom proposal that you create. Ultimately, a hidden page on your website that you duplicate and customize and then send out uh, with a personal email to a potential client is an excellent way to pitch your services. This is ultimately what sales is, right? Is that you are going through and you are walking people through a discovery process of what they need and of what you do to meet those needs. And then you're trying to convince them that you are the best person in the lot to meet those needs. And so your pitch is super important. Now, in the old days, you used to go through and be able to make a pitch directly in person, or maybe you could do it over the phone. And those days really have long gone. In many situations, we don't ever get the opportunity to connect one-on-one with our buyers. We oftentimes are not able to meet the whole group. And so we've got to have a proposal do the work for us. This is our, our electronic pitch rather than our personal pitch. The website is an excellent way to do that, and you can definitely bring that in by creating a template. For instance, we offer this kind of service. We believe in it so much, and we recommend that you find a way to leverage your own website as a continuity between the beginning and the end by putting your services out there and having them refer back to your site, albeit a hidden page, so that they can get the kind of information that they need specifically on the products that you're offering journey is not a a linear path. It's messy. It's all over the place. And it's going to go forwards and backwards in ways that you don't expect. As we think about how we can help guide our couples through 
this journey that they're on, we need to remember that the website itself has to function in multiple ways at the same time. It's got to generate the interest to get people into your inbox. And it's also got to be so persuasive and compelling that you can close the sale. The wedding professionals who do this the best are ultimately the ones who are going to be able to charge the most and sleep better at night because ultimately their clients are going to feel all the value that they've offered throughout the entire buyer's journey. Boom. That's it for this episode on Own Your Business. If you've heard me on a stage or a workshop or someone else's podcast, you know I have a hard time keeping it short, but I know you're busy. So thanks for spending time with me today. You have a ton of options for guides when it comes to getting you to where you want to go. I hope you found someone you can continue to trust. If you have a friend who could use practical strategies to own their business, please share this episode with them. If you can't think of anyone in particular, we settle for a quick review on whatever podcast platform you listen through. 